I can see the customer like a happy face in my restaurant. That makes me my life is happier. It's really honestly the again. I'm glad I'm choosing the hospitality industry. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Omatanashi is an innovative, kind, and distinct Japanese approach to hospitality, welcoming guests into a refined space with care and conviviality to ensure every occasion, however spontaneous, is a memorable one. It's at the heart of hospitality, but how does this Japanese approach work in an Australian setting? Kazuki Tsutsuya is the head chef and owner of Kazuki's in Melbourne. Kazuki, how are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you on the show. You've got a really、um, special brand of hospitality that's not unfamiliar in Japan, but、um, what's it like delivering that in, in Melbourne at the moment? Well,、um, I'm doing a、uh, like、small restaurant、uh, relating to Japan and Australia, and then from my experience.、Uh, so, Uh, I, I don't know how I can describe my, what am I doing. So I just do, try to make my customer happy. And that, that's all. You、uh, strike a, a chord between French and Japanese cookery. Tell, tell us about、um, that interest for you and, your, and, and that、um, connection of the two. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I came to Australia in 2001. And I never cooked in Japan before. And I came to Australia、uh, for a baseball job. So for,、uh, I came to Australia to study English to get baseball job in America. So、uh, anyway, so I did、uh, volunteer work in baseball association in the time. But、uh, it's volunteer. So, three months, run out of money, and then I had to do something. Then I thought I can, I should do、uh, work in a restaurant. Tell us about those first steps and, and getting a job in a, in a restaurant in Australia. So, that,、uh, that time, so I read a、uh, cooking magazine for study English, for study, study English. And then,、uh, because cooking pictures look s good, and then、uh, my first article was about Tetsuya's.、Uh, they're just moving to the、uh, CBD. Then his stories, like、uh, he never cooked in Japan before. He's starting from dishwasher, and then he's doing like a, uh, great reviews. So maybe. I should try dishwasher or restaurant job first. Because, <laughs> yeah, I never done. So I thought I could do. Maybe I should try. What was the first restaurant that you worked in? It's a、uh, Misuzu's in Alba Park. It's a Japanese restaurant. They do takeaways and they have the sake bar, they have functions.、Uh, very busy. And I found from a good food guide. And then I, I didn't have c 
confidence working like traditional Japanese restaurant, like a Kenzan or Hanabishi, all that kind of stuff. But、uh, Misuzu does like a very、uh, funky one, cool one. So、uh, I didn't have confidence like traditional techniques, but maybe I can do something、uh, from them. So I applied、uh, apply. And then,、uh, same story as Tetsuya's.、Uh, the head chef talked to me, come to nine in the morning. And then,、uh, so I popped in. But, but that was miscommunication. I think I was applying as waiter. But they put into the kitchen, then、uh, starting like a washing deep fryer,、uh, walk. Walk burners and then lava mat for the kitchen and stuff. So I, so I never experienced in the restaurant. So that job is very、uh, beginning for restaurant workers, uh, uh, chefs, waiters, I don't know, but that's the first job for,、uh, for everyone. So I did it. Were you surprised by、uh, the commercial kitchen compared to what you had thought it might be like? Okay, so that,、uh, when I was in Japan,、uh, I was a uni student, but I, I, I used to work in prison as well. So, the、um, prison was a government job, and I wanted to study uni as well.、Uh, I needed money for my uni and living in Tokyo because the prison was in Tokyo. And、uh, so, Um, the, in the prison.、Uh, my first job was my life, first time job was in prison. So it was very shocking, very different culture. And then、uh, compared with prison, restaurant job was very happy and then very bright. Take us back to Japan.、Um- You're from the northern part of、uh, Honshu Island. Tell us a bit about the town where you're from and, and what sort of role food played growing up for you. Okay.、Uh, yes. Akita is very countryside. And、uh, my hometown is、uh, country of the country. So, so mountains, rice fields,、um, beach fields,、uh, just summertime green. Everywhere and winter time is white, snowing.、Uh, it's so that、uh, my family owned、uh, growing vegetables, rice, and、uh, my grandparents used to make the tofu at,、uh, in, as business. So, of course,、uh, tofu making by soybeans, so related, they're making miso as well, soy sauce as well. Small batch, but yeah, everything that,、uh, they grow and made there at home. They try to sell at market. Do you have any stories of the tofu making when you were young and,、um, and those experiences with the markets as well?、Uh, yes.、Uh, my grandparents, as、uh, I remember, they are mid 60s. They try to f- finish in that time, but.、Uh, My remember is、uh, come to like a smell from the、uh, boiling soybean. That's only I remember. 
that was actually yeah, smell like soy uh, soy milk, but like a more more richer. That I remember. I remember the flavor of the miso and the soy sauce, but uh, yeah, my my kids' time memories soy uh, boiled soybeans aroma. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, still there, still in my head. You mentioned you moved to Australia to learn English because you wanted to pursue baseball in the US. Um, were, were you surprised by Australia when you got here? Yes, I was surprised because uh, Australia is in Olympic Games. The result is always good, like bronze medal, silver medals. They sometimes uh, destroy the Japan teams. So I came to Australia uh, October. Then uh, yeah, looking for the uh, baseball team, there's nothing. And uh, um, but my friend told me that uh, national games happen on January. So I pop into the uh, baseball association, Altona. Then I want to do volunteer, or I want to learn to how to how the organizing for the national games. Then yeah. It's many people say, I never seen baseball. I never seen baseball. Where are they playing? I don't know. I'm asking. But if you're interested in cricket, then I know that where the cricket happened. And yeah, cricket, Australian footies, I was, I was shocked. Also, where the Olympics, Olympic Games players playing? Where? Actually, everybody in America. So <laughs> I was shocked. You uh, immersed yourself into the hospitality sector in Australia. You worked uh, for a, a time with Jean-Paul at uh, Francois. Uh, how did you get that job? And, and do you have any stories of, of that time? Uh, yes. So the, um, after working with Suzu's about three years, two years, three years, um, I was in hospitality. I really enjoyed and I really want to learn more. And... Uh, um, so that, uh, because that, uh, all right, 20 years ago, the, I do, I did six days a week, almost like, uh, six days, uh, six times, 12, like 11 shift a day. Because I want it, because I want to learn more, I want to learn and I want to cook and I want to make money more. So I did it. But, uh, my day off time, I'm, I want to learn something different. And then uh, I pop in Francois and I ask them, can I, can I, uh, can I, can you teach me how to cook? Uh, I carried up my knife bags and then uh, chef jacket, everything. But uh, <laughs> they couldn't understand my English at that time. They put me to dishes again. And uh, no, no, I wanted to cook, I wanted to learn how to making sauce and then uh, broken down duck or rabbit, venison, that kind of stuff. Then, yeah, then, okay, you wash dishes and then try to, if you spare time, helping for the prepping. Then, yeah, I use for my day off for one day a week at the Francois. Yeah. But they are busy restaurants, so they always have uh, jobs for for me make mayonnaise make salad dressing 
sauce for the uh, entree, uh, chopping vegetables, uh, clean fish, uh, making uh, entree and like a sausage and stuff. So the chopping prepare for the chefs. Yeah, was really enjoyed. What did you take from your time uh, working with Jean Paul? Um, uh, French culture, F- French culture, and uh, like a uh, French esprit was really new, very new. Um, you know, morning time, uh, croissant and espresso, one sugar, that kind of stuff was very everything new because I growing up the eating rice on the breakfast and then drinking tea, but uh, morning time, croissant from the uh, next door, which is, which was the uh, French fantasy at the time. I don't know what time where it's now, but uh, next door, bring the baguette and then uh, croissant for the kitchen. And then yeah, it was really, really yeah, Frenchy. I never been France that time, so, that's really great. You um, moved to Dalesford and um, spent some time with Ella Wolf Tusker at the Lake House. And tell us a bit about about that move. What was it like? Uh, again, so that uh, I'm working for the Francois five days a week. That time was two days off, so I'm using for the uh, one day for somewhere uh, to learning something. So. I did study Melbourne side, some restaurants. Um, so then I never been, oh no, I never been to here, Dennis side. So I, I pop in again, uh, driving down Melbourne to South Seattle to Dennis then pop in the kitchen, uh, no, not pop in the kitchen, pop into the restaurant. I want to work. So I, yeah, then asking them, can I run? I want to do, I don't need money. Please let me try. So then starting, yeah. Do you have any stories of what it was like in, in that kitchen? In the kitchen, uh, the Francois uh, has, we have the small team. There was a small team, like about five people in the kitchen. Then everybody, French at the time, French and Australian. But in move to the, day, uh, the lake house was, the chef was, at the time was 15 chefs there. Breakfast chef, um, kitchen chefs, and also the, uh, the function chef. And was was big kitchen. Kitchen members big, and then uh, like a, the style was different, and then at France all time, I didn't know about any dietaries, any gluten-free, vegetarians, pescatarian. Uh, in the kitchen chef, I didn't know. Because that kind of order that didn't come to the kitchen. Uh, because uh, I know now, because if, as a customer, France will say, I, have not, I can't eat fish again. So the waiters pointing, you can eat this, 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 this. So that's only the choice. But Lake House has uh, 
did design for to the dietaries. I was was uh, I was a little bit struggling that time. What is a vegan? What is a pescatarian? Um, what's a dairy free? What's a fructose? Food map? What the? I didn't know, but uh, <laughs> learned lots. It was it was over a decade ago that you opened uh, Kazuki's for the first time, but it was in Dalesford. Uh, tell us about finding the site and the challenges of opening a regional restaurant. Well, was, yes, uh, many chefs dreaming. They they talking each other the dreamings. One day we open the restaurant. One day we doing this do this one. Uh, so that um, I I'm saying I was saying to I want have own restaurant. Small is fine, but something new, something different. So uh, the sh- another chef used to live in the uh, the site behind, and mm. then he told me uh, the site the the space is empty. The owners just renovation, and then. They're looking for the, uh, someone to do it restaurant then. So uh, we have a look, then, uh, yeah, then we decide to do it. Tell us about uh, what you created there, and um, are there any dishes that really stand out that sort of exemplify what you were cooking uh, in the first incarnation of the restaurant? In, uh, so that, uh, what did I cook? <laughs> the start, starting time was like a very small, uh, small, not small, uh, what can I say? It's very cheap, uh, handy, uh, very Japanese-ish. Uh, how can I explain that? It's not, it's not uh, fancy food, like a pasta, potato croquet, stir-fry prawn, um, yeah, small something like this. But uh, uh, people, customers knows I used to work at the house and then they're asking something to make something uh, for for them or make five course from me, for me, or that kind of conversation come to lots na, lots then then I, I should making for a special menu for other customer, another menu for new people, then uh, yeah, that kind of stuff happened to, uh, we should do the tasting menu only for the customer. Uh, I, I don't know how can I explain this one. Anyway, so customer asking to make something, so I make it. Yeah. What, what led to the decision to move the restaurant to Carlton in Melbourne? Uh, from beginning, I wanted to open restaurant in Melbourne, but uh, um, I have the open Kazuki's in Dallas. With the times, uh, my kids was four years old, four year, four and two years old. So uh, I should be stay closer for them. And then, uh, I didn't have. Uh, money to open the restaurant in Melbourne, so uh, yeah. But uh, uh, after seven years, eight years, seven, yeah, seven years, uh, I had confidence to open Melbourne. 
and then, uh, yeah, so I want, so, and then my wife led me to do it again, so, yeah, then moved to the cousin. How different has uh, your offering and what you do change um, from the country to the city with a new restaurant? Uh, that time was, uh, I didn't have any afraid or no worries, but uh, after open, yes, it's <laughs> many things happens. Uh, uh, yeah, I came to, I have, I have big confidence move to the uh, cartoon, but uh, uh, move to Melbourne, I was still new. So, uh, you know, number of the customers, uh, suppliers, new relationship with the suppliers, and also the um, and stuff as well. Tell us a little bit about the offering that you have now in, in Carlton. It's a um, tasting menu. Um, are there, can you run us through sort of some of the dishes and what the experience is like uh, for people who come to the restaurant? Yes. So the, uh, we're doing the seven-course tasting menu. And the first course is always like a uh, snacks collection. Uh, small bites, about seven to eight kinds of the, uh, bites there. Uh, vegetables, uh, hamon, Chicken liver parfait, uh, nori cracker, uh, smoked quail egg, some, something like a, a small bite for, and uh, something interesting as well. And then second course is uh, tuna toro with uh, eggplant, caviar, and third course is always changing. Used to serving the motonbe bag dumpling with ponzu and then sake butter. It's now, it's now like abalone and then risoni, kochujang and then amaibi, fish course, main course, and then cheese course, and dessert. Let's talk about the experience that you offer um, in the kitchen. You're sort of combining French techniques and Japanese flavors, but um, it's a really convivial and calming experience in the dining room. What, tell us a bit about the hospitality that you're offering. We just try to make customer happy. So, um, regular customers asking what they want to eat and what they don't want to eat. So, um, I know some some customers new. So they try to, but it's always talking with uh, waiters and the kitchens uh, what they want to eat, what they don't like it. So, uh, and then small restaurant, we are small restaurant, we are very flexible. At the table, if they say they eat something lighter, we can make it lighter. If they want something like a more vegetable side, we can do that like a cross to the vegetable, vegetarian course. And also the, uh, something special, we always have the uh, wagyu, um, and also the caviar and then truffles and stuff always on the side. Uh, so we just make that, uh, we just try to the, uh, uh, make something for them. So it's, so yeah, it's, what can I say? Like, just try to make customer happy. And then we just, they just, they're talking lots for the customer, what they want to do. 
You've been here for about 20 years. How much have you seen um, the Japanese offering in um, the restaurant industry in Melbourne over that period of time? 20 years, uh, well, Kenzan still there. It's now like a, um, Minamishima-san starting the uh, sushi omakase. So you can see that uh, in Sydney, in Melbourne, you can see that lots of the uh, luxury sushi counter. Also, the other uh, couple restaurant, it's like a uh, Hizuka or Walabi in the kind of stuff, starting like a more, more fancier. 20 years ago, I remember the uh, Katsudon, Yakisoba, Teriyaki Chicken, Gyoza, Edamame, and then uh, just a few ramen shops are there. But it's now like ramen shops everywhere. Uh, and uh, yeah. And the Japanese cafe, lots. You originally came to Australia to learn English, um, but you've made an amazing career in food. What, what do you love about what you do? Um, I can see the customer, like a happy face in my restaurant. So that's, that's my, that makes me, my life is happier. It's really, honestly, the, again, very different as prison Working in prison or working in restaurant is just like a, it's really, I'm glad I'm choosing the hospitality industry. Yeah. Well, there's many people in Australia that are glad that you have as well. Um, Kazuki, we've loved having you on Deep in the Weeds today to hear your story. Um, please keep in touch and we'll catch up again soon. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you, Hack. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we take a deep dive into the lives of the incredible people who ply their trade in the food and hospitality sector. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds Podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well. <laughs>